Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Adams, mindset coach, entrepreneur, and manifestation enthusiast. I am obsessed with supporting you in living the life of your dreams. Each week, I'll be providing you with a quick bite of mind food so you can live the life that you were put on this planet to live. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Let's dive in. Hi, beautiful. I am so excited for this juicy episode on the podcast. I'm really excited to be talking about entrepreneurship, my journey, and the manifestation strategies that I use to generate half a million dollars inside of my business. By the time this episode airs, it will probably be above that amount. And I'm just so excited to peel back the curtain and really share these strategies with you so that you can create similar success in your business, or maybe you're aspiring to build a business. So I'm really excited to dive into these tools. And before we get into them, I want to tell you about some really exciting ways to play in my world right now, some really exciting things that are happening. So firstly, we have two spaces open inside of the six figure flow mastermind. This is my mastermind one-on-one hybrid for business owners, online business owners who are scaling their business. They want to hit their first six figure year in business and they want to do it in a way where yes, they are learning amazing tangible strategies and they're also doing it from a place of alignment. So inside of this mastermind, which is six months long, you are going to learn all the tools to create and build a solid foundation so that you can reach that six figure year. You can reach you know, 10K months in your business and do it in a way that completely honors you and feels good for your soul. This is, this was so important for me when, when I had my first 10K month in 2020, I really made sure that I did it in a way that honored me and felt good for me. So the way I did that was making sure I had lots of space in my schedule, that I was staying inspired and that I was in my complete alignment. So this mastermind has been so fun. The women inside are creating amazing results and I would love to have you join us. And this is a rolling mastermind, meaning right when you join, right when you say yes and claim your spot, the support starts right away. We have group coaching calls twice a month. You have Monday through Friday, unlimited coaching access in the Voxer app. You have an incredible library of trainings to support you in learning the foundations. You have an amazing sisterhood and unlimited freaking potential. So we only have two spots open right now. The link are the link is inside of the show notes. So you can go ahead and click and claim your spot. And of course, you can send me a message on Instagram at the mindful babe and ask me any questions and we can chat and make sure it's a good fit. Or if you know, there is a button where you can jump in and join us. That's in the show notes. And also, if you are looking for something to dive into right away, I highly recommend my success secrets to build a six-figure business free training. So this was a training that I led earlier in 2022 for online business owners or women who are stepping into creating their online business around what those foundations are and how you can really get those in place and really build the solid foundation for your first six-figure year. This masterclass is value-packed. There are so many tangible things you will walk away with. You will likely walk away with an overflow of ideas for your business. So I highly recommend tuning in. You get immediate access and it is completely free. Also, another fun way to play is 
inside of the boss bundle of my top master classes. So this is not something that is limited to business owners. This is for you if you're really wanting that place to plug into and receive powerful trainings around different mindset shifts, money mindset, boundaries, standards, manifestation. I mean, this bundle has it all. So that is also in the show notes as well. You can go ahead and click that. And I'm so excited to dive in. Hello, beautiful. Today, I have a juicy episode for you all on how to really show yourself self-love that will pay off massive, massive dividends in the future. However, these acts of self-love may not even feel like self-love in the moment because they can be challenging. And so I really want to use this episode to invite you to look deeper and kind of like dispel the myths around what self-love actually means. So when we think of self-love, I feel like there's the, the surface way of looking at it where it's like, oh, like treat myself to a massage, buy myself flowers from the farmer's market say yes to avocado on my salad for an extra $3. Like when we think of self-love, we think of almost exterior things and physical acts, things we're doing for ourselves, treating ourselves, maybe buying something for ourselves. I don't know. There's so many different ways to look at self-love. And when I look back on my journey personally, and I look at, you know, how did I get to the place I am today where I do deeply love and respect myself. And I have an immense amount of confidence. Of course, I have my moments where I forget sometimes like we all do. But when I look back, I think, you know, what were some of the things that I did to get to this place? Like what were some of the big events that happened in my life or what were some of the deliberate choices I made to really show myself love back at a time where I didn't have the confidence I have today, back when I didn't know my path, back when I didn't know what was next for me, but I just knew that something wasn't working. So I want to dive into these eight not so glamorous, not super hot, not super fun acts of self-love because they're so important to talk about. And my hope, my desire for this episode is that you are going to find at least one to two of these things that you will decide, okay, I'm going to do these things. I'm going to take this on. I'm going to try these out to show myself more self-love, to show myself more compassion, more grace, more whatever. So let's dive in. So the first unglamorous, if that's a word, I think it might be a word. So the first non-glamorous, not so hot act of self-love is saying no to things that drain your energy. Okay. How familiar are you with this, right? Whenever we say yes to something that actually drains our energy, we are not showing ourselves love. We're showing ourselves, okay, your feelings don't matter. You, you know, where it's like, you can put yourself last. You're the last priority. So what does that mean exactly saying no to things that drain your energy? Because when we look at it, it's like, you could say, well, Valerie, my job drains my energy. What am I going to do? Just not show up to work? No, of course not. 
However, it means that we get to have boundaries around where we're exchanging our time, where we're exchanging our energy. So maybe let's say it is work. Maybe there's a certain coworker who drains your energy or a certain task that you have to do that drains your energy, or you feel like you're picking up everyone else's slack. This is a great opportunity for you to look at you know, what are some of the things that I'm saying yes to just because I want to be liked or I want to do a good job or I want a promotion or whatever your motivation is. What are some of the things that I'm doing that are not actually honoring myself? And let's even take this out of professional situations. What are some of the things in your personal life that you're saying yes to? Okay. So this, if the act of self-love is to say no to the things that drain your energy, let's look at some places in your life where maybe you do feel like your energy is drained or you feel burnt out. What we can look at is all the ways and all the times that you've said yes for whatever reason, even though you wanted to say no. So for example, this could be like committing to some type of obligation. Maybe a friend invited you to happy hour on Friday and you had no reason to say no, but so you said yes. And then Friday rolls around and you are feeling so tired. Maybe you just started your period. You're feel like you're getting a cold, but you're like, no, I need to, I I told her I would go like, whatever, I'll just go for an hour. And you kind of just push through it. So that's really subtle, but that's something that can drain your energy because you're going against your desires. You're going against what actually feels good. Maybe you're saying yes to certain relationships, certain friendships. It could be a romantic dynamic. It could be a friendship that no longer feels good for you. And you walk away from every exchange with this person feeling really drained. And what ends up happening is when we let our energy drain, when we keep saying yes to things we want to say no to, eventually it's going to lead to resentment right? Has that ever happened to you where you have not had boundaries with someone in your life or something? And then that person will reach out to you or they'll ask you to do the littlest thing. And it's like, you have all this built up. You're like, why are they asking me to do that? Why did he ask me to pass, pass me the salt? Like, why did he say this? Why did they do this? Like, Oh God, she's calling again. Even if it's people in your life who you love, it's not that they're bad people or don't belong in your life anymore. There just gets to be boundaries. And the thing is, is that nobody can get upset with you for a boundary that you don't have, right? They can't cross a boundary that they don't know exists. So it's your job to really show yourself that love, show yourself that kindness and compassion. And when you notice that something's draining your energy and costing you your happiness, your vitality, your joy, it's time to put up a boundary. So there's a million different boundaries that you can set. And what I love about boundaries is that a lot of the time, the person on the receiving end may not even compute it as a boundary. So you can be setting boundaries without actually, without there being conflict, without there being a confrontation, boundaries just really show you and the other person how they can be in relationship with you. So for example, let's say that you had a coworker who, um, you know, always tries to like give you a bunch of work to do last minute or something like that, or they loop you in and ask you for help last minute. And in the past you've said yes, and you end up feeling resentful and it drains your energy. And now you're like, I want to have a boundary. So something you could do is let's say that this person, you know, it's Friday at three o'clock and they go, Hey, can you help out with this? 
you could put up a boundary and say, Hey, I'm so happy to help with this. I'm actually going to be signing off for the weekend, but I'll be sure to help you on Monday or like, um, yeah, like, you know, yes, I'm willing to help out with this as much as I can. Why don't you get everything done that you need to do for the project and then send it over to me and I'll do the rest. Right. Little things like that, where you're just kind of guiding people almost. And it's like, Hey, how about we do it this way? So I'm a fanatic with boundaries. If you've ever taken my respected masterclass, which is in the boss masterclass bundle, which is in the show notes, I have a whole masterclass. I have a whole training. I think it's like an hour, a little over an hour on how to become a, an expert with boundaries, how to have boundaries in a classy and respectful, authentic way. So that is the very first thing saying no to things that drain your energy is an act of self-love. However, the reason it's unglamorous and not so hot is because it can, it can feel scary, right? It could feel scary to tell someone no, when you know that they really want you to say, yes, you know, you might disappoint someone, someone may have an expectation and then you don't live up to it or whatever. And so in choosing yourself, sometimes that means disappointing other people. So that is part of the reason why this is not glamorous, but it is a huge act of self-love. So number two, choosing your truth over what's popular. Whew. Wow. So this is big, right? Because a lot of the time we are put in situations where it's actually easier to just kind of go with the crowd. Maybe you've been in a setting with a group of people, maybe a group of your friends, and they start talking about somebody. They start discussing somebody. There's gossip that comes up. And in your heart, in your soul, you're like, this does not feel good. This is not right. I don't like that they're talking about this person. Like, uh, but it, it would just, you're like, it would be too much for me to just, you know, there's six women talking. Like, it'd be so weird for me to just go, hey guys, stop talking about this person. So you just kind of go, ha ha and laugh and you go, oh, that's crazy. And you walk away from the situation feeling bad, right? I've never walked away from being in a situation where I was gossiping or listening to gossip and walked away and been like, whoa, that was just so fulfilling. Like, oh, my soul feels so happy. Like, no, you probably feel icky after. And so sometimes it does take you speaking up about something or you removing yourself from situations where you cannot be honoring your truth, right? So sometimes it's like, you'll have to, it will be awkward and you'll have to say, yeah, I totally get that you're upset with so-and-so and she's not here to defend herself. So would you be open to changing the subject? Okay. Again, this is a boundary, right? So are we seeing self-love boundaries? They're equal. So choosing your truth over what's popular can be really scary. And let's even talk about it on a bigger scale. So maybe you have a passion. Maybe you are on your personal growth journey, which I have a feeling you are. That's why you are listening to this episode. And it it, it can be kind of confusing almost. It can feel a little, you feel a little out of place because maybe you're the only person in your immediate circle who has become obsessed with podcasts and books and bettering yourself. And you're learning all these amazing things. You're learning all these amazing tools. And what ends up happening is you feel like you don't have a ton of people to talk about it with because 
it's not normal, right? Or maybe you're at the place where you're like, I would rather spend my paycheck or, you know, I would rather spend my extra money on a course or a program to help me grow instead of this concert, instead of this festival, instead of this bachelorette party, right? And it, it can be really tough because on one hand, you're surrounded by around everything that's normal, right? It's like, it's normal to party a lot. It's normal to, you know, X, Y, Z, but the more you realize your truth and you realize you're like, I have a dream. I have a passion. There are things I want to do in my life. It, you'll notice that it's vastly different from what the mass amount of people are doing. And this is where it's really challenging because we're conditioned to want to stick with our tribe and do the same things and be moving in, growing in unison with the people we love. And so it can be really challenging when your truth is that you want to grow, you want to have these habits, you want to change your life, you want to change your mind, you want to help other people, but you're not in the environment where that is commonplace or celebrated. And it doesn't mean anyone's bad or behind or anything like that. It's just people are at a different point in their journey. And so sometimes you have to choose what's true for you, knowing that it's not going to be understood, knowing that it's not going to be widely accepted, knowing that people may not like it. This is an act of self-love. And again, it's not glamorous because choosing your truth over what's popular that means that you're going to be setting yourself apart. You may be going in a totally different direction. Everyone's going left. And here you are, you're like, I'm going to take a hard right and go this way. And you may not be understood because what's popular is widely understood and accepted, right? But when you're living your truth, oftentimes before you even have an audience, let's say if you are wanting to grow a brand or you know be a leader in the personal development space, before you have people who are in your corner and they're celebrating you and they're like, yes, this resonates. I love it. You may not have anybody who gets it. And that can feel really tough because it's like, there's this split between, well, I can stay safe and do what I know my friends will approve of, do what I know my family will approve of, do what I know my coworkers will approve of. And then there's this other side where it's like, well, or I can, you know, do my own thing and take a risk and take a, take a leap and explore this and answer this calling. And that can feel really scary. And it's going to pay off dividends because you get to live your truth. The only way to live. Okay. Number three, prioritizing your mission over instant gratification. So we, as a society have been programmed and there's I mean, just look at like the way life works, right? Where everything is like fast, 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 now, 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 next day delivery, instant access, like everything is right now. So it, it can feel tough when you really, like there's something you want and you can have it in the moment, but you know, it's not going to be as gratis gratifying as your long-term vision. Okay. This is an example that I used a lot with my clients when I was doing primarily dating coaching was I would invite my clients. I'd invite women in my world to really envision their dream relationship with their long-term partner, with their future partner, where it's going to be a full-blown commitment. And a lot of the time that meant having to wait or saying no to a hookup or saying no, or letting go to 
of somebody who wasn't honoring them. And that can feel really hard because there's a lot that feels good in the moment. It's like, Ooh, they're texting me and they're flirting with me and they're saying this with me, but long-term they don't want anything serious or long-term. I know that it can't turn into anything serious or long-term. I know they're not what I'm looking for. And so this is the act of self-love that isn't fun. It isn't super glamorous because it's like, okay, so you can choose to be really happy right now. And then it has a short shelf life, almost try to say that three times fast, short shelf life, short shelf, like short shelf life. That's, that's a tongue twister. So it's like, there's something that has a short, like lifetime, right? Where it's like you, you, let's say it's like giving into the hookup feels good when in the moment, right? It's when, when you're hooking up and all that, it feels good. But then it's like, what about the next day? What about the day after that? What about when that person isn't reaching out to you? Or what about when that person disrespects you again? It's like, it doesn't last. And so when you choose your mission and it can be bigger than, you know, it doesn't have to be just around attracting your soulmate. It could be like, you have a really big passion or you have a vision for your career, or you have a vision for the way you want to live, the legacy you want to leave. A lot of what's going to be required is things that definitely, you know, are not the first choice in the moment, but they're going to pay off and they're going to help you live your mission long-term. So here's an example I can use around this is when I was launching my business and trying to get my business off the ground a few years ago, I had to say no and choose my mission over a lot of things that I wanted to do. So I essentially had no life because I was still working my nine to five corporate job. So that sucked like 40 hours of my life every week. Plus, you know, getting to work, all that, getting to work during that, all that. By the time Friday night rolled around and the weekend rolled around, that was prime time for me to work on my business. I was like, Ooh, I can create so much content. I can do all these things. I can build all these things with all this free time. I have amazing. Yes. And so that's my free time was dedicated to that. Also, it was like, I was seeing clients after my work. So I would get, you know, home at four 30 and I'd have a call at five with a client. So it was like, my life was very much getting my business off the ground. So I said no to a lot of happy hours. I said no to Friday nights. I said no to, you know, day drinking on the weekends. I was like, I, I, I can't choose that anymore if I really want my mission to happen very soon. And for me, it's like, I have this insatiable appetite where I'm like, I could be helping so many people. There's so much more I could be doing. I want to do it. And it's like, it's almost, and it's like, I don't have time scarcity, but for me, it's just knowing like, wow, there's so like at any given moment in time, I can touch somebody's heart. So I want to do all the things I want to take all the actions and it's like, I still have that part of me, right? That's how I felt at the beginning of my business. That's how I feel now. Obviously I have more now where it's like, I have this podcast and there's over 130 episodes before this one that you can go listen to. And it's like, you know, there's so many things that already exist in in ways that I can support and live out my mission. But at the same time, it was very much like, okay, I, I do have a limited amount of time. Like life is precious. Like time is not guaranteed. So how do I want to spend my time? And am I building something that will last beyond this moment beyond today? So that was really tough, right? Prioritizing my mission over instant gratification. So maybe in your life, you're 
on your personal growth journey. And it's, you're finding yourself less and less interested in going out on the weekends or getting really drunk or stuff like that. And so you're, you're in this place where you're like, well, it would be so fun to go out, but at the same time, I really want to stay in and work on myself or get a good night of sleep or exercise or meditate or watch a movie, whatever you want to do. And this is why it's not glamorous because again, it comes back to you saying no to things that, you know, other people may want you to do, but at the same time, it's like, you're saying no, and you may not get that instant gratification in the moment. It's like, cool. I'm not going to go out to this really fun dinner with friends and I'm going to work on my business, but I probably won't make money in that same moment, or I probably won't reap the benefits of that choice right then and there. And so it's about, it's about really getting clear on your long-term vision and choosing that over instant gratification. Now disclaimer, this doesn't mean, Oh, you can never have joy. You can never have fun. You can never go out with your friends. Like, no, And you want to discern, okay, where am I choosing right now? Am I choosing from only what's going to feel good now? And I'm not thinking about tomorrow or am I thinking about tomorrow and I can do both. I can have the time with friends and I'm still on track to make my vision happen. Okay. So that's really what I mean by it. Hi, beautiful. I hope you are loving this episode of the Mindful Babes podcast. I wanted to share something really exciting with you that is happening for a limited time. So if you are into self-love, if you are into bettering yourself, increasing your self-esteem, your confidence, so that you can have all the things you want in life, all the joy, abundance, happiness, miracles, blessings, relationships, adventures, all the things, then you are going to love, love, love the ultimate self-love bundle that just released. This is a combination of four of my most powerful self-love courses, programs, masterclasses filled with over 20 trainings that are going to just completely help you up-level your self-love game. This bundle is only here for a limited time and it is at a jaw-dropping price. I have combined my most popular work, my most potent, powerful work in the area of self-love, subconscious reprogramming, healing, manifestation, abundance creation, and I have marked it at a very insane, very special price that will have you freak out. So it will not be here for long. Go ahead and click the show notes to learn more about the bundle, learn about how you can get lifetime and instant access to everything inside. This bundle is the joy of my life. I'm so excited for you to dive in. And if you are an online business owner listening to this episode, I want to let you know that we have two spaces enrolling inside of the Six Figure Flow Mastermind one-on-one hybrid. So this is a space for you if you desire to grow your business to the six-figure mark, you want to have your first six-figure year, and you want to learn and master the foundations to create that on repeat for yourself. So this is a very intimate coaching container. I have tons of trainings for you in there as well. And 
It's you and me going deep, my eyes on your business for six whole months, as well as an intimate group of other incredible business owners who are also growing their impact, doing big things in the world, and they cannot wait to meet you. So click the show notes to learn more about joining the mastermind, more about the ultimate self-love bundle. And I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. So number four, the next piece of the not so glamorous self-love game changer is doing what's best for you, even though you'll be judged for it. Okay. So there are, there may be times where you're going to have to make choices that nobody is going to understand. They may think you're crazy. They may think you've lost it. They may think that you are just like going off the deep end, but you know that it's something that works best for you and is going to honor you. I mean, even it's like, it could even be like canceling plans with somebody. It could be choosing to move away and start your life over. It could be choosing to go all in on yourself. It could be choosing to start a business. Like it could be like being like, I'm going to delete my social media. That's what's best for me. Like you cannot control other people's perceptions and judgments. So that's why it's so important to always do what's best for you because you're not living for other people. You're not living for other people's approval. You're living for you and your best life. And that's the thing. There's not one choice, not one way of being, one way of living that you could choose that would satisfy every single person in your life. There will always be people in your life and they're well-meaning. They're not bad people. There will always be people in your life who will say, you did too much. You're not doing enough. Why don't you try this? Maybe you should stop doing this. Maybe you should start doing this. Maybe you should think about this. Maybe you should just go for this. Like there's always going to be so many opinions in in your life. And so the ultimate act of self-love is choosing what's best for you and tuning in, right? Maybe close your eyes, put your hand on your heart, breathe in, breathe out. What do I want right now? What's actually going to serve me the most? What is actually best for me right now? This is so powerful. This is everything. You get to choose what's best for you and you get to also choose to accept what comes with that. I'm going to do what's best for me and people may talk behind my back. I'm going to choose what's best for me and it may make people mad. I'm going to choose what's best for me and people are probably not going to understand it. I'm going to choose what's best for me and I might turn some people away. You got to choose you at the end of the day. That is self-love is choosing you because at the end of the day, the longest relationship of your life, besides your relationship with God, source, universe, spirits, angels is the relationship with you. So you get to choose you. All right. Number five, the next not so glamorous self-love act is honoring yourself, even when it will disappoint somebody else. Okay. So it's really tough because honoring yourself can look a lot of different ways. Honoring yourself could be canceling plans. It could be backing out of something that you already committed to, but it doesn't feel good for you. It could be taking a stand for yourself. It could be defending somebody else. It could be choosing to go after your dreams, choosing to choosing you right over somebody else. It could be, I mean, it could be really hard. It could be somebody that you're casually dating and 
you know, you know that you guys both benefit from the situation, but you're like, you know what my, I got to honor the fact that I want something more. This isn't enough anymore. Right. It's so huge to really look at, okay, am I honoring myself or am I doing this? So I don't disappoint somebody else. And that's the thing. It's when you live from the place of how can I not disappoint other people? Guess who's going to get disappointed? You, you are going to be disappointed because you're not here to live for other people. I don't know how many times I can say it, you know, you are here for you. And so the more connected you are to your truth, the more you focus on building a great relationship with you, the easier it's going to be to honor yourself and the easier it will be for you to automatically say yes or no to things. And, you know, it's self-love is yes, a lifelong journey. And when you choose to honor yourself, when you choose to choose you, that also means I'm going to choose me and it's going, it may disappoint you. I'm going to choose me and it may get in the way of your expectations. I'm going to choose to honor me. And you may think I'm a flake. I'm going to choose to honor me and you may feel resentful. I'm going to choose to honor me and you may hate me, right? It, we cannot control other people's reaction. We cannot, we don't know how other people are going to handle things. And so it all comes down to doing what's best for you, honoring yourself, your truth, your mood, your energy, the season you're in, honor yourself, honor yourself, honor yourself. Okay. Number six, I'm just taking sips of water. I hope you don't, I hope you don't mind. I, um, had a cold last week and my voice was going in and out. And I am so thrilled to have my voice back because I love talking obviously. And I really love the podcast and, it being like, oh my gosh, I can't podcast for a week. It kind of made me be like, ah, like I just, I really love talking and using my voice. So I'm so happy it's back. And with that, I'm also just wetting it and taking sips of water here and there. So number six, having hard conversations. Ooh, ooh, ooh. not so glamorous, but so good for your self-love. So good for your confidence, for your soul. hard conversations, right? Maybe bringing up something that needs to be said, expressing disappointment, expressing anger, expressing sadness, expressing to somebody that you're not happy, expressing to somebody that you don't see the friendship continuing. You don't see the relationship continuing. You don't see you staying at this job any longer. And the conversation is with your boss. So this is one of the toughest parts of self-love is that you have to be willing to lean into those uncomfortable moments for the outcome to be like, you get everything you want out of your life. So hard conversations can bring about a lot of growth and they can help you even grow closer to somebody, right? Having those vulnerable, intimate conversations, sharing what's real, expressing your feelings, actually being authentic and saying, Hey, when you did this, I made up a story that you hate me and you don't want to be friends with me. And it made me sad. Okay. Hard conversations lead to freedom on your end, on the other person's end and leads to healing. And that is, you know, the, not the version of self-love that people want to skip past, right? It's of course, everyone's down for self-love when it's like, yeah, like self-love, get the massage, buy the shoes, uh, meditate in the morning, like, 
you know, take the bubble bath, like that all sounds great, but really what creates self-love is the willingness to get messy, get uncomfortable, have really vulnerable, really emotionally intimate and scary conversations, right? I can't tell you how many of these conversations Ryan and I have had in our relationship, right? And we have a very healthy relationship. We both love ourselves. And at the core of that, it means also being honest with one another. So he has shared things that I didn't feel good hearing that I'm like, oh, darn, like this is you know, he's unhappy with this aspect of our relationship, but then it's also the opportunity for me to be like, you know, and I'm unhappy here. And it's not like a tit for tat thing. It's different times. And, you know, in the conversation, sometimes it's me expressing sadness or anger or disappointment or a need not being met. Sometimes it's him. These are conversations that come up in friendships that come up in business relationships that come up between you and your boss, between you and your ex between, I mean, I don't know, right. There's so many opportunities where we could be having these real conversations, but most people they're, they don't want to touch it because it's scary. It's uncomfortable. There might be tears. I might upset somebody, but it's going to set you free when you can express yourself. So that's why this made the list where it's like, loving yourself means, you know what, I'm going to stand in the fire. I'm going to have this uncomfortable conversation. I'm going to say what I need to say. I'm going to honor my truth. I don't know how you're going to take it, but I I just, I can't keep this in anymore. I refuse to bottle this up or I refuse to let you walk all over me. I refuse to, um, you know, let you treat me in a way that doesn't honor me. So we're going to have a hard conversation about it. (sighs) That was a big one. Okay. So number seven, letting go of friendships and relationships. So this one is really tough. This has been tough for me personally in the past. This is something that I've supported a lot of clients through and it's, it's inevitable. And sometimes I will say sometimes when you are on your own growth path and the people in your life are on a different path, which again, nobody is behind, nobody is better, nobody is worse, nobody's good, not good. It's just sometimes people are on different paths and they don't see what you see. They, they're they not on board in the same way. And so it can be really tough where friendships, where it's like, we've been friends for so many years, like, oh my God, this is my go-to person. And lately we've been clashing lately. Things haven't been resonating lately. We've been getting in fights lately. You know, she's made comments to me lately. I've made comments to her. I'm feeling passive aggressiveness. Like, you know, you always want to, if it's a friendship that you really want to have in your life. You always want to, again, lean into those hard conversations. And at the same time, sometimes friendships are complete and they run their course. Same things with relationships. Sometimes people end relationships very amicably, amicable, (laughs) amicably. You know what I'm saying? Amicably. Ugh, tongue twister. You know what I mean? They lead, they end a relationship on amicable terms. And it's, it's just like this feeling of like, well, we were complete. Same thing with like a job, right? Maybe there's a point where you're like, I'm not, you know, I'm ready for the next thing. It's not that I hate the company. I love my boss. I love the opportunities. I've grown so much, but I'm ready to let go of this. I'm ready for the next thing. And so this is not just limited to relationships with people. It could be relationships to 
different habits. It could be relationships to a house you lived in. It could be relationships to a time in your life, to a behavior, to a hobby, to things you do. It's like self-love is being able to acknowledge when a cycle has completed, when a season has completed and to be like, you know what, there's nothing wrong necessarily. There's nothing bad, but it just feels like we're complete here or just feels like you've outgrown me. I've outgrown you. We've outgrown this dynamic. And I'm going to be honest with you. This is really hard. This is really hard. This is one of the most challenging things I've gone through in my life ever is, is this. And, you know, it was like this mutual thing of, you know, it's like, it's with friendships. It's almost like we both stop reaching out to each other and it's really sad. It it is very sad for me to um, look back at people who were a big part of my life and we don't speak anymore. And when I look at it, I'm like, you know, is there anything, any bad blood there? Certainly not on my end. I have so much love for them. And when I wish them happy birthday, I genuinely mean it. When I see them celebrating something in their life, I get so excited for them. When I, you know, see something, uh, unfortunate happen in their life, like I, I will right away, reach out to them and send them love. And, this is the really hard part with self-love is that you have to realize that sometimes not all friendships are meant to stay in the same dynamic that you're used to for a lifetime. Right. So sometimes it's like, if you like lived with someone, for example, the friendship was very different when you were roommates versus how it is 10 years later now. And so this is the, it is really sad. And a lot of the times it's a gradual thing. You know, there hasn't been in my life, there really has not been anyone in the last few years where I'm like, I never want to talk to this person again. I'm done with them. But what's happened is it feels like this mutual kind of like straying, losing touch type of thing. And it's sad, right? It's, you know, it, it's like, it's also, it's, it's almost even more sad when there's not even a reason why, when it's like, wow, her and I haven't connected in a while or wow, it's been, it's been a few years type of thing. And this is something that my clients really commonly go through and, and share with me is like, sometimes that happens with friendships. Sometimes it happens, not even if it has nothing to do with like being into personal development or not. Sometimes it's just life. Sometimes people get married or they have a kid or they move away somewhere and the dynamic changes. And so how this ties into self-love is being okay with letting something go and being okay with being sad about it. I want to normalize that. You can feel sad. You can have sadness around it. It doesn't mean that you did anything wrong or there's a place for shame, blame, or guilt, but it, that is a part of self-love is that you have to realize that some things are not meant to last a lifetime. There's a quote, I don't know its origin, but I've heard it where it's like friendships or like some people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. I think that's the quote. I'm not sure who the origination of it, but that feels really good to me. I'm like, okay, I believe, you know, I believe that everything is divinely timed and happens for a divine reason. And so I get to believe that with certain relationships and friendships too, I get to believe that, you know, if we're meant to reconnect down the road and experience a lot of, you know, more memories together, we will, but if not, I cherish the memories and I love them so much. And I hope they have that love for me too. So definitely 
whew, a tough part of self-love, but a game changer when you can accept this and when you give yourself that freedom to release, right? And it does not have to be, again, it's not a bad thing. It's not like, oh, toxic. No, it can just be like the friendship drifted. And that's that. Number eight, okay, the eighth game changer is, and we actually kind of already touched on this a little, but I want to go deeper, is drawing a boundary that you know somebody won't like. So the number one reason why we hesitate to put up boundaries is because we're scared of the reaction the other person will have, or we're trying to, uh, we're trying to almost like micromanage how they're going to feel or how we think they're going to feel. So it goes something like this. It's like, I'm annoyed that blank is happening, but I don't want to hurt her feelings or, you know, this it really shouldn't be going this way, but I don't want blank to be upset or, you know, I've said it's okay in the past. And I, I really don't want to make this person feel uncomfortable. So see again, how you're putting yourself last when you refuse to set a boundary you're more worried about that person, how they're going to feel when you're, it's like, look at you. You're the one suffering. You're the one burnt out. You're the one feeling resentful because you're not setting this boundary. And so the reason why this is challenging when it comes to self-love is that it's, you know, there, you could get an unfavorable reaction back when you set a boundary, a boundary is a lot of the time. It's like a boundary can help if you're, you want to have a continued relationship with someone like that's the, what I want to think about. That's what I want to bring to play when it comes to, if someone set a boundary with you, what they're really saying is, Hey, this is how we're going to be best in relationship. Whether that's like you're a client, whether that's, it's your boss, whether it's, you know, friendship, whether it's someone you're dating, I, I don't know, something like that. Right. It's like drawing a boundary helps because you're showing, you're like, Hey, if you want to be in relationship with me, when I say relationship, I don't mean romantic relationship, anything, right? Like, Hey, if you want to have the best, like if we can have the best relationship possible, here's what's going to work best for me. And so it's those little things of like, Hey, actually, like I, um, I take the weekends off. So I will be able to get back to your message on Monday. Have a great weekend. Right. It's like, that's a boundary. You're showing them like, Hey, I will get back to you. Also just know that I'm off the clock. I'm not working during this time. So I'm happy to get back to you Monday. Right. And of course it's not always on a professional basis. It could be in the early stages of dating. For example, I know a lot of clients, this is a breakthrough for them is they get to set boundaries in the dating process. So sometimes it's like, if someone is uh, like a guy that they're seeing their like trying to make plans with them last minute all the time. Like every time it's like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? Hey, what are you doing in an hour? Hey, are you free right now? And my client desires and has a standard of you get to ask me out in advance. If we do something spontaneous, it's because we're already dating and there's already that, that trust and connection there. So, you know, they'll get to have a breakthrough and setting a boundary and saying, Hey, I, you know, I would love to, I'm all for spontaneity. However, my schedule is pretty busy. So if you want to make plans together, I just need a few days heads up. Hope, hope that works for you type of thing. And that could be the really big breakthrough. And so the reason why this is 
part of the not so glamorous thing is because it, it requires a, a new version of you because it's like the old version of you who didn't have the boundary or the old version of you who was okay being treated like this. Okay. Being talked to like this. Okay. With this behavior, you're no longer okay with it. So it's almost like, let me introduce you to the new, the new way. Let me introduce you to the new and improved version of me. Right. So those are the eight not so glamorous major acts of self-love that will change your life. That will be a game changer. As always, I love to hear from you when something really lands, when something resonates. So please send me a message on Instagram at the mindful babe is my handle. Let me know what you thought of today's episode. Let me know which, which act of self-love really stuck out to you, what really resonated with you. And of course, if you feel inspired, I would be so happy and grateful if you left a review on the podcast so that anyone new who finds the Mindful Babes podcast will know, oh, okay, this is a good podcast for me to listen to. I'm going to hit play. I love you so much. I appreciate you and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I hope you loved today's episode and got some takeaways from the message shared today. If anyone in your life would benefit from hearing this episode, please be generous and share it with them on your story. Tag me on Instagram at the Mindful Babe. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review on the iTunes store. Your reviews are what keeps this podcast going, and I appreciate you so very much. Have an incredible day, babe. Thank you.